can you tell me your experiences like what did you face in uh, starting how to think to code like uh, there will be some like you know how the problem is and you know how the solution is and the steps that you require to get to the uh, solution but somewhere you can't translate that to the language that uh, you wanted to write but uh, you may know the flow chart and uh, the pseudocode that you wanted to write so what is important knowing the language or knowing how to solve the problem no see like it's like even when i started like my computers career also it's like from the first day it's always for me more or less like the concepts and in the fundamentals behind the problem solving it's never about um programming language but but interestingly uh, this idea of um uh, oh you shall learn programming language versus you shouldn't learn like you don't need to know programming language to be very good with computers right i always have this perspective of you have to be both like even i myself in the early days i was like more on the other side i'll be like no no you don't really need to um learn programming language you can just think like a mental model right you just make the problem statement in your own understandable prop, um, um view and you just build a solution for it right and and i always think like okay if someone gives me a problem statement i'll think in my my head and i'll apply a couple of test cases and if it works i usually don't go to the computer because i know all i'm doing is uh, telling a machine to uh, do whatever i just thought in my brain right i was like that but later when i started learning couple of languages mainly uh, functional programming languages so um for suppose like haskell or pure script or any of that dialect of programming languages it it somehow felt little different because it's not now it's no more about uh, a prob like solving a problem it's about like shipping a code to production right so now what usually used to happen is like okay you think of something uh, you felt like oh this is the right way to do it but the moment you try to put it in programming uh, or 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 into the code right you have to consider more things one of the major thing that any software guy use like software guy as in anyone who is working in a big company has to consider was like the maintainability of the code right it's not just about okay i wrote the code see again i'm just giving a perspective of uh in a in a in a journey like you become a student versus you be a fresher versus you be a little experienced guy right i'm talking a little bit on post of fresher a pre of a, a experienced guy uh, here the thought process would be more about how do i maintain this code like okay i write a code today would it be like okay i come after 5 years or 10 years i could able to understand it or Uh, there are other kind of approaches there is something called uh, domain driven development there is something called test driven development there are like lot of builder patterns there there is a, a pattern of how you shall write the code such that uh, it's extensible it's modular modularized it's easier to understand easier to read easier to add a new feature right which usually what we don't consider when we talk problem solving right because in general even the test uh tests for uh, evaluating someone's problem solving capabilities are mainly in the context of time complexity or space complexity but they they were never in the con- uh, context of um how do you expand it more how do you add a new feature if i ask you to right it 
usually what happens like uh, take uh, any critical system let's say let's say you're working in nasa or, or i'm just quoting an example but there are other there are also equivalent or even better examples than nasa but let's consider something like nasa so the general use case you think like okay you wrote some piece of code okay it went and some launch of rocket happened and in the next version of the rocket you wanted to add some feature right the problem if you don't write if you didn't have written the first code very proper, right? The problem is like, you can't just add a new feature and test only that feature and send the second rocket, right? Because it's, 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 it said, it said it's an un, unwritten, um, law of code that whenever you add one line, right? It's not like you have to test that one line. You have to test the whole code base, right? Because, because like when the code becomes very, very big, you simply don't know, like there are. It's like a tree that you don't know what all edges are connected, how many nodes are there literally. You just added a new node. You can think like, oh, I haven't screwed up my tree, but there's a possibility by just adding a one node in a tree, you would have screwed up the whole tree, right? So during this process, as you get, as you go in the x-axis of time, right? Your y-axis actually diverges. You would be like a guy who don't want it to work on a, any particular programming language. At the same time, you wanted to understand the programming language. You want to get into its basics. You want to understand what made the uh, programming language creators, uh, the, the actual programmers who created that language, right? Uh, to create a concept, like let's say in C, why someone created a pointer, right? If we don't understand like why that use case even comes up, right? Or when a particular use case came, why, like what caused, like what is the use case that caused this pointer concept to be even come out, right? If you don't understand those things, it's like, it's like saying, okay, I don't care about the programming language. All I care about writing code, right. Or, or, or solving problem in my own mind. Right. But, but when I say you have to understand programming language, it's not just about understanding syntax, but you have to know the depth of it. You have to know, uh, what are all the steps involved in your compiler, right? In general, you know, oh yeah, it, uh, parses, uh, token, it first tokenizes, then it'll uh, do some semantic syntactic analysis, semantic analysis, intermediate code generation, X, Y, Z steps, right? But do we really understand those as per like, let's say, uh, for example, a language like C, right? What exactly happens at what level? Do we understand that? Uh, do we understand what actually pointer becomes when it actually becomes an executable rather than like while in code, you see pointer, a star and ampersand versus what actually becomes when you are in a uh executable right see think like this if everyone would have understand a pointer in terms of runtime right i don't think so there is a possibility of a uh do you do know like hacking in terms of memory i'm not saying any kind of hacking is impossible but in terms of memory hacking would be um uh, less possible if everyone would have understand pointers why is that the case? Because pointers is the only way, at least as far as I know, uh, in C that you can access a memory okay. or you can modify the contents of a memory. So like, uh, this has become from a small question to a very big topic. So I think we have uh, gone from why we are thinking to code to like how the most basic function of a pointer is responsible for writing a code. So yeah. for anyone who is in engineering or anything, the first thing they, uh, what needs to be the drive for them to learn coding? Is it the money or is it 
uh, they used to develop a product or uh, just to complete a coding question. So it may be different for each and everyone. So what you think the best methodology to grow from them to a student to a working professional? So how the curve should increase? So sure. Um, see, in in terms of um, being a path for someone, right? I'm not fully sure uh, we are hundred percent. You can apply it, uh, a systematical rule saying like, okay, you have to follow this path. Only you will reach like let's say some position, X position, right? Because considering different, different use cases of the people, uh, they all diverge and maybe they'll converge to a common goal, but, but just to think in terms of like, um, uh, outside view, right at this moment, see, What's happening is like software is just killing everything, right? Yeah. Um, even recent AI developments in LLM or, or stable diffusion um, algorithms, right? What's happening was like, um, you do realize that no more coding uh, defines, maybe not, not nearest future, but maybe in few years, no more coding is the thing that's going to define a person capability. It's the thing of how to do an end product or how to find a solution yeah I... true um i may that's definitely true but i may think in in those terms only right the artistic side of a person you do know a brain have right right side brain and left brain right one is an analytical thinking another one is like it doesn't care it just sees something it feels it, it's good right it doesn't do any analytical um processing of what it's seeing to define whether it's good or not right you just look at a mountain you feel it's good done right whereas you look at a mountain you think like oh it looks like a pythagorean or it looks like a um acute triangle i don't know you see some symmetry in it and you feel like oh oh yeah, because of that reason it's good right so um at this moment even llms or or chat gpt uh, for that reason right it 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 all are on the side of uh, there is no consciousness as such right they do they do not really understand what is a red color or they do yeah. not they do not really understand what is blue color all they know is uh, um, blue and red are similar because they are colors um, blue and uh, sky are similar because they uh, sky has the same color as blue blue and water are similar assuming people say sometimes water looks blue right because of the sun's diffraction uh, so ideally what LLMs or AI knows at this moment is the similarity between the words. Okay. They don't know nothing more. So it's very hard to build a, um, you do know, like, okay, you ask for a poem, actually it returns, it writes a poem, right? So, so you can say, isn't that artistic? Because we said they're not so much artistic. Isn't that artistic? Because, and also you can say like, okay, they're generating images with a simple text prompt, right? Isn't that artistic? But um, the is giving that text. So that's what you're saying doesn't like the person who is giving input doesn't mean they are they are also artistic they just type random things right i'll just randomly type um uh, black uh, sun with uh, yellow sky something random right and it might look beautiful i don't know uh, like he wants that final product so he visualizes something and he wants to extract that from the element do you think sure. that's not sure. it could be but some people will just try it out also like how many people are really making a product out of it right at this moment not talking yeah. in terms of future at this moment 
do you try it for the sake of oh it looks beautiful it looks uh, something interesting or do you try it sake of oh i want to uh, paint something and sell it on ebay or something right we are we are not yet like just like a game that we used to play and yeah, yeah, it's more, or, more or less like yeah. yeah it's more or less like in that in that direction right but anyways coming back to the question of uh, how 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 uh, the students or the early tech people should should uh, uh, pay a direction for for this kind of new uh, technologies coming up and maybe generally it's, i think it's not again um, it might be surprising it's not really that uh, mi mi ml or AI, ai or even llms for that reason right or not very new as such i know transformers paper which is the basis of llm came in 2017 but the actual idea of everything right there were old papers which were written around 1970 even before that right so so it's been from very long time uh, ai will replace jobs kind of uh, thought process but how i would like to see it is like you can always treat it as it's going to create new kind of jobs right <laughs> that's the possibility but are we prepared to take up those new kind of jobs right uh, are we prepared to groom ai maybe that's a that's a job right are we prepared to um, build applications on ai right are we prepared for that at this moment at this moment it's more or less looks like chart chart or or generating uh, images or or asking questions that we used to ask google earlier right um so my view maybe like to put it in simple terms my view maybe if we could try to really understand the fundamentals of everything right whatever it is i am not particularly going to say anything specific but you pick up anything um you understand the fundamentals of it uh, i feel you are always uh, uh, in the right direction so for example let's say you understand how a um how a bit stores in 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 your hardware right in your laptop how does a memory gets copied from ram to cpu for an instruction to execute what exactly happens inside a cpu how do you fetch instructions from um disk sometimes assuming there is a virtual memory there are other things there is bus uh, data bus there is an instruction bus um, there is a l1 cache there is a cpu cache um, even ram itself is coming up with there is something called i don't remember exactly it's called intel neptune or something they're saying uh, it's as fast as ram but cheaper than ram because it's kind of built on a hard disk kind of thing like ssds but an advanced mm-hmm. ssd or something so think like this uh, let's say an ai is picking up and it's taking all the software side of problem statements right then maybe hardware might open up see you know yeah. before 1970s hardware is the thing people yeah. used to build things right and everyone was like very much into hardware right everyone knows how does a transistor really looks like or how does a capacitor really stores the may not to that extent but to some extent everyone knows how does a capacitor stores the charge right maybe that might open up for more people even in software um um like let's say since ai is coming up right data privacy data protection all these other kind of things are going to open up right if you would have really understood what is an encryption to its best right so why i'm using the word to its best is because there is something called homomorphic encryption okay, okay. so how does it actually works is let's say you have an a with you you have your name okay mm-hmm. 
uh, you have to send it to right now what's happening you have to you will send it to your machine and machine will verify whether this name is already taken or not right mm -hmm. a simple username exists you know with him okay what does homomorphic encryption simply says is that okay before even going to homomorphic morphic encryption how how is the current day scenario looks like i take my name i'll encrypt it with the public key i'll send it to the server and server will decrypt with its private key right mm -hmm. Why is that a thing? Because uh, you don't want, while in the transit, you don't want the data to be in uh, any simple format because there is a chance like someone would be sitting at your router and can can watch the traffic, right? But when it leaves your laptop, you want it to be encrypted. When Once it comes inside your laptop, you want it to be decrypted, right? But now think, what if on the other side, it's an AI rather than yeah. a machine, right? That means um, you are giving, you are trying to give it, give your information to someone who is conscious, not yet but they might become conscious over the time, right? Maybe 100 years or 50 years. They might develop the conscious capabilities and and you're screwed like to some extent, right? Okay, so now coming to homomorphic, homomorphic encryption, what it simply says is you encrypt your data, okay? You send it to the person, but person is need not to decrypt to apply an operation, okay? <laughs> and he will do whatever operation he wants and he sends back the encrypted data back and you are the one who is going to decrypt it. Mm -hmm. So encryption happens in your system and decryption happens in your own, own system. It's never, your keys are never need to go out. There is only one key, only private key. There is no public key at all. No one needs to know it. You encrypt it, you decrypt it. Okay. How would, how would it work? Think like this. What is an ad operation? Okay. I'll give you an encrypted two. I'll give you a decrypt encrypted three. What you do, you decrypt two, you decrypt three and you apply five. You encrypt and sends me back, right? Now what I'm saying is, I'll give you an encrypted two, I'll give you an encrypted three, but I'm not going to give you any key. Okay. So you have to do plus operation. You would get a encrypted something else and you give me back. I decrypt. It should be five. Okay. So if I, if I ask, okay, there is something like this. How would you implement yourself? Do you go to every programming language and change this feature? Or do you implement a library in every language such that every language will get this feature or think this, or do you change flip-flops or do you change the multiplexes in your uh, laptop or do you change logic gates in your laptop? Isn't all operations were built on top of these? Yeah. So wouldn't the hardware, wouldn't the AI, whatever the AI, right? Visualize however you want. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it's hardware itself comes with an operation where there is no possibility of decryption. Okay. Isn't that a complete directional, um, growth? Like uh, you might not be even alive, even if you start today to, to see it's, uh, uh, to its extremes, uh, uh, extreme level. Right. And, and it would have even a higher value than AI itself because AM a is going to become cheaper. See, right now, A is little, little costlier. Okay. It, it, it almost costed $1 billion or such, uh, to, to run, to, to train over all the internet and fine tune it and run it with a reinforcement learning with human feedback and all. Um, and not everyone is going to invest that much. Okay. Not everyone is gonna, uh, put, uh, $1 billion to train their own LLM, right? So it's going to get cheaper. There are open A models. There are other things people can uh, fine tune it and maybe little bit instruction based fine tuning and all the people can do, but, but at the end, AI is going to become cheaper, right? So where is yeah. the next direction, right? I feel somewhere towards, uh, uh in, uh, hardware that might open up, 
and somewhere towards uh, uh, data privacy data security might open up and definitely there is a software growth okay because transformers came in 2017 right before transformers we were using uh, uh, recurring neural networks convolutional neural networks and all there is always a growth right so there is a research side on the software that can go upward but it might become steep as we go i'm just feeling it like that it doesn't mean it's going to happen but on directionally uh, for me it feels like it might become steep but other parts are going to open up so much right one of them is creativity another one of them they get from this one there will be an increase in cyber security or those field regarding the area another yeah. thing will be the hardware perspective in which uh, more hardware jobs will be created and the third is like in if we dissect it it is just prompt engineering the roles of prompt engineering and more will be opening up with the yeah. use of github copilot that uh, is simplifying the coding process and everything so mm-hmm. i have a question regarding each one of them so first question i'll ask regarding the hardware point uh, as we know that all of the ai and all the code that is running on the chipsets and everything there are only there is only one uh, company that is uh, uh, providing those uh, machines uh, asml so what do you think like only one machine is it? like only one company uh, create those machines and sell them to tsmc and uh, intel has got one and uh, they are setting setting up manufacturing plants now so what do you think like the hardware perspective if they are become like the semiconductors and everything are becoming to 3 nanometers and 2 nanometers so that is the size in which those lithography machines are working so asml is the only one that is producing that uh, lithography machine and it is selling it for uh, 200 million dollars for one machine to tsmc which is indeed developing chips for nvidia and everything in which uh, these uh, large language models are working on mm-hmm. so these large language models are working basically in conjunction with nvidia which is using its ai cuda course or anything that uh, the software that are uh, distributed with that so doesn't it become a dependence on just one company and their ideology of how they vision that these uh, graphic drivers work or anything and uh, do you think that in future uh, ai will be like the ai model will be a little bit less and it can be computed on a cpu instead of a gpu or anything or will it be just the cloud will it be running on the cloud and we will be just interacting it with them like a server that uh, like just now how we are using google uh, sure. can we yeah, interact yeah. with that or anything it just boils down to the point that you said like we can use the hardware decryption of a trans like a transformer or anything or a transistor or anything but the dice are becoming smaller in a hardware perspective and mm-hmm. there is only one company asml that is producing these uh, lithography machines and mm-hmm. uh, nvidia is the current uh, champion in producing the gpu drivers that are driving all the uh, ai software and uh, aws is the only uh, store where these uh, uh, according to open ai most of its servers are in Amazon. So, uh, what do you think? Like the hardware is mostly. Yeah, just to give a context, right? Uh, uh, in 1970s, okay, IBM is the only company um, who could work at the scale as what you are mentioning right now, right? 
they were the ones who are uh, making PCs, which are like personal computers. They are the one who are making industrial computers. What not, right? There are, yeah, mainframe and all these things, right? And see, it's always going to be someone. See, someone has to, someone will come and um, just grab that opportunity and be ahead. But it, but right now you see, right? In 50 years, where are we now? Uh, yeah. uh, we, we, we saw a very uh, huge uh jump towards like right now like many people are starting companies many people are making their own laptops because now things have become cheaper right like everything become a little bit more cheaper than how it was earlier right um see in that term see uh think like this see, right now gpu why is it faster just because uh to be honest in simple terms to put it uh it, it can do vector operations very much faster okay parallel operations simple okay. Whether it does parallelize, whether it does sequential, whether it uh, have a matrix multiplication operation in the hardware itself, let's leave the details out. But why GPU? Because it can work with vectors very, very fast. Okay. Now the question is, if, okay, two questions to ask. First question is, do you think ML will be always in vector embedding only or vector direction only? or we might find out something which will be of different representation that might be even faster to uh, do things. Okay. Okay. Why that question is necessary is because think like this. Why vector is We are getting uh, pretty good quantum computers as well. So uh, can you tell me like if quantum computers and these uh, LLMs or anything that combine with that, I think the, as you said, the GPU computing might be reduced and quantum computing might like quantum computing sure. might be increased and the time that is taking now for them to reply us or the number of operations per second that we are requesting might be even increased. So, sure, sure. See, but uh, even before going to quantum or CPU or anything, right, or GPU in that matter, first thing that we have to understand at this moment is uh, the main focus is on software. Okay. So right now the directionally, many people are very much interested in software implementation of it. As I said, right, the revolution has changed. The hardware mm. revolution is over. Like it's in 1970s, 1980s. Now people are very much because software become cheap. You writing a code and deleting a code is not going to cost you anything that you think of. It will be even like even cheaper than buying a chocolate at this moment. Right. So since software become very, very cheap, many people are able to do it. Okay. So now since many people are able to do it, a lot of research papers are coming and somewhere or the other, a good, um, like well established idea is popping up where many people are appreciating that idea and people are building tools on top of it. And suddenly you see something like chat GPT gets released. Okay. So now. Now the question is, since many people are many, very much focused on the CPU side uh, or the software side of it, right? For sure, there will be someone uh, who would be like grabbing that opportunity and going ahead with the uh, hardware. But I am not sure like that will be the case anymore. Okay. See, because uh, you know how Google works or you know how uh, Meta AI works or you know for that sake, even OpenAI might pick up, right? Since right now the problem of software itself is not uh, at its best. Right now it's costing so much to train LLMs. Um, yeah, you can say because hardware is also costlier, but even then at this moment, you could optimize in terms of software. As I was saying, right, right now vectors are the thing. 
okay mm-hmm. no one is sure that okay vectors is going to be the end so for you to build something for you to invest a huge amount of money on something which you're not sure going to be the future right would be a very big risk okay some companies would have taken it because they might have seen even for 100 years it's going to be this way only and they wanted to take that risk right and definitely someone took a risk they'll get the returns but for a company which is heavily uh, uh, predominantly on software side right they can't just go and invest in hardware and become a want to become something uh, the major concern is this what if they themselves come up with a different approach where they are not going to use vectors let's say i am not sure at this moment i can't think something other than vectors which could represent a uh, n dimensional um, maybe little technical details n dimensional similarity storage right how would you storage store similar things in a n dimensional embedding and all right i am also not sure other than vector what could be the thing but i am i am pretty sure something will come up maybe, maybe we are we won't be around to see it but pretty sure something would come Yeah, sure you can ask llm itself right like or i'm just using the llm word because it could be anyone um yeah. it itself to like why don't you figure out any better way to represent your similarity such that your operation your training would be faster right then it would it then it shall be only the cost of data transferring right how much like getting all the data into your place or storing the data at the start right it shall be only the cost of that Uh, it should not be the cpu cost right now how is it right people are able to run um like huge amount of traffic with very minimal number of servers mm. right now you take a room in that earlier it used to fit only one cpu right one computer even that was so, too slow right now mm. that in the same machine people are like running streaming services people mm. are like handling um, huge uh, millions of tps right things change like the hardware gets better in terms of whether compact size like maybe 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 peculiar details but we really don't have to go to that level on the top level you can think something like this at this moment everyone is very much interested in software because it's not yet at stable even though looks like oh llm is the thing and it's end right as i was saying earlier it doesn't have any consciousness it doesn't have any analytical brain even maybe it's a little uh, um no contract uh, contract what is it called contradictory statement but llms doesn't really have an analytical brain at this moment they can't simply figure out something at this moment all they can do is find the similarities and they pick up the words which are similar to it and they uh, it's a probability distribution and they pick one of them and they just predict that as the next word because in simple terms to put llm is nothing but predict the next word that's it nothing more right and then uh suppose uh, chat gpt in gemini llm that google launched recently and somehow he made them to talk each other so is no, that's a- what right so, as i was saying right uh, so what do you mean by talk each other someone has to generate an instruction and other person has to respond and whatever yeah. he responds that will be the instruction to this machine see as yeah. i was saying right you you i mean this is one way to understand when two people are conversing do you see it as oh these people are conversing or do you see it as with the old context they are talking every next word as i said now every next word right i realized after every i have to use next after next i have to use word right so even though on a top level it might looks like we are conversing in the internals all we are doing is simply predicting the next word that i shall use 
yeah. right let's assume i am giving a talk to many people right and i chosen a bad next word hmm. okay someone will simply stand up and say hey you said uh, uh, equal to mc cube but it's supposed to be equal to mc square right then what would happen that's a feedback it's called reinforcement learning maybe hmm. i'm just talking in a very higher um uh higher abstracted layer but someone will give me a feedback and then i'll understand okay the similarity of c square should be higher than the similarity of c cube because c square is coming more often so anytime you just have to say c most probably you'll say c square even though it's not required there why because you have seen c square more than c cube c4 c4 4 or c just c right so if someone you tell yourself right if someone is saying equal to m you would end it up with c square right because you know the similarity between c square with equal to m is higher than something else right it can't be equal to okay simple why people won't say equal to uh, w x square right all it all yeah. i have to do is say that where w equal to mass and uh, x equal to uh, velocity or speed in terms right yeah. but but that's what at this moment chat gpt can't do that can't do that analytical uh, processing but you can right because you have consciousness you have a larger um um pattern findings right you have you have more of an analytical uh, thought process you could, even if i replace it with wc square right wx square right you would able to understand you could able to put that where yourself right but at this moment llms can't do it because the best they know is how to predict the next word and they'll get fine tuned they'll get fine tuned to uh, do a particular task okay uh, for that maybe an llms we can do an another talk or something where we particularly talk about how llms work and all right but again uh, going back to our actual question um what should be the students direction right yeah. as i was saying i don't want to put any particular direction i just whatever is on the top of my my mind i was just mentioning some of the ideas but all i wanted to uh, present at this moment was any all of these ideas that i just mentioned right they all work very well if you understand the fundamentals if you are so, coming first right principles right? fundamentals so sorry many people know that they need to know uh, the fundamentals but where can they find the resources to find those fundamentals because uh, most of us go to engineering colleges where the syllabus is not that like not up to the mark and uh, most of the engineering colleges teach us just to complete our assignments or anything but not uh, yeah, really yeah. the proper understanding yeah, of yeah, let's not pick on any college but yeah i got uh, in general right like uh see to be honest i don't know like uh, everyone would somehow figure it on their own way and uh, maybe you just need the force to attract it right you shall become a magnet and you shall attract it okay how do you do that maybe every day you go online okay there are definitely some good places uh, you can join discord you can uh, join good slack channels you can subscribe to some good people who daily talk about something you shall be able you should be focusing on reading new research papers something like homotopic homomorphic encryption you would see and suddenly you go back and you try to understand how did they implement then they'll talk about something uh, simple basic then you would realize the real uh, understanding of those fundamentals you might know it earlier but now you would realize how people are using it to make it to build stuff right so yeah to be to be honest i don't really think so there is a 
uh, one good place that you could find. But as I was saying, you shall become a magnet and you shall attract it. But how do you become a magnet? Let's assume you're an iron at this moment. How do you become magnet is like, just make sure uh, you, you go to the places where uh, there are more people that talks about it. Whether it's a, a chat group, whether it's a meetup in your city, whether it's a, a YouTube videos, whether it's a good folks that you have around, whether it's sometimes your college lecturer only. Yeah, somewhere or the other, you would see it only if you are open to that. And and as I was mentioning all these points, I just mentioned an external learning, as in like someone has to feed it to you, but it's never, it's not always the path. You yourself has to like read. Um, spend more time and maybe a good quote from Einstein is like, or not, it's actually from F Richard Feynman is, uh, uh, you understood something very best when you tried, when you could able to explain it to a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you, if you try to go with that approach, maybe it works, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah, to be honest, I don't think so. There is a formula. There is a simple formula for that. And, uh... So there is no formula for learning, but what is the driving force to learn uh, anything? So there needs to be a driving force, right? Like most of us complete our college, you have a job. And all the thing is, I have completed my job. Okay, we'll chill, we'll watch a movie, we'll watch a show. That's it. Next day we go to an office, we'll complete that task. And uh, that task is the only thing that we have in mind. And apart from that task, we are not able to concentrate. Like most of the... Uh, present graduates are like that so what is the thing that they need to uh, do to get that interest in knowing beyond because i know majority of the population uh, just are good in what jobs they do and what the salary they they take they are good in that like it's a normal mindset so how can they change the mindset and uh, try like is it a risk factor that they take or uh, Everyone has 24 hours, so eight hours is for my work and two hours is for myself. So how Again. we can uh, grow? Like if you see uh, most of the Western side, uh, most of the entrepreneurs or anything, uh, they have an idea and they want to do it. So that's the thing. And they are good at taking risks, but we are not, we are taught from our childhood not to take risks. Even if we want to start anything, we will... So many like the CEO of uh, in an interview that most of us worry about the reputation that we don't have in India. No, no, that's okay. I'm just trying to like cut you off. Uh, I'm sorry for that, but let's not go philosophical. Let's not separate the regions and all. I do agree uh, to some extent. There are um, um, yeah, it could it could result to a lot of things. We can't just point to something near future near past or something it's been happening for many years and and i am not fully sure it's true recent days because you could see even in india at this moment there are like a lot of new companies that came right like a lot of startups are opening bangalore become a hot city i won't compare it with the silicon uh, valley or something but it's directionally maybe 1970 silicon valley or something or 1975 silicon valley or something but anyways that's i i really don't want to discuss in terms of philosophical or the regional direction, but, but see regarding the driving force or something, right. Um, I remember like someone telling me this, when you build something, right. If you think like you're building it for yourself, mm -hmm. okay. How would you build it? 
ஒரு <laughs> because it can happen to you also because you're not working on every company you open someone else's page they all they might have done the same and you you would be frustrated at them right so think that i think that's one of the driving force for me on the very high level i won't say it happens every time but sometimes you even gets get yourself distracted or doesn't feel motivated but yeah i again this is more or less like a very um subjective experience i would say you okay. can't really put a uh, okay maybe in objective way of putting it is money okay yeah. um to to make it easier for many people uh, there is a lot of money in software industry at this moment and with ai and everything coming up right that money is definitely going to get triple like i think it will going to become huge right now we have seen only trillion dollar companies and all but i think with ai coming up and all it might become like 10 times or 20 times trillion dollar companies whatever is the highest company right it might become that much of a scale because because of the sole purpose sole possibility of what ai can open up right can ai become a, doc- a doctor can ai become a neurosurgeon can ai can ai go to a space right you don't really have to be worried anymore right like i'm not yeah for people and all you usually get worried right and there are possibility of man made mistakes but once one something was done they usually as won't make that mistake for the second time they might make it for the first time because when they're figuring it out but once you have uh, tested it enough or, or 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 got it into the good benchmark or good threshold post that they are good right so yeah with that coming up i think seriously it's going to be a huge load of money in uh, software industry again um, it's like how 1975 you can treat yourself as a apple guy right mm-hmm. you can start something like an apple and you can become an apple in 10 20 years right but yeah mm-hmm. definitely that would take lot of um, uh, understanding market lot of understanding people lot of understanding product and at the same time lot of understanding tech only then you could able to build something like that coming to our question like our main interesting of our topic mm-hmm. uh, so would you tell that solving hacker rank questions or lead code questions is better than building a project will that increase more uh, uh patterns on how we can solve a question and will it build up in uh, how we think and how we can approach a project or uh, just uh, blindly going to a project and uh, figuring out ways is better or See, usually um yeah 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 i think usually as i as i was saying saying earlier right think like where you are in the stage are you a student or are you a fresher or are you a experienced person right so because you do know uh, and good experienced person is not going to spend a lot of his time in lead code okay mm-hmm. why that's the case because he work okay think like this you would actually need project experience only at the end okay as i was saying earlier right you need to know how to write a modularized code you need to know how to write a reliable code you need to know how to write a scalable code 
you need to know how to write a, a testable code right for all of these things you can't just name a variable a somewhere in your code and use it everywhere right somewhere down the line you don't even remember what is that a anymore right at the same time you should not name it uh, something big of 100 characters also okay you need to figure out that uh, short forms right and which you get over the experience but to put it in simple terms how would a company assess a person can learn all these things and become an experienced person right can can work on a project which can do all the things that we listed just now right one of the main metric that people found uh, the companies found is problem solving right yeah. and they usually test uh, really open uh, towards um, general discussion more than just a problem solving they were very much interested on understanding the people's perspective than just giving a problem statement and asking them to solve it i'm saying like a lot of companies in these days were very much on discussion based higher rather than a process based higher right but again when a company becomes big like coming to the process of hiring so as we said uh, most of the companies take coding exam as one of like the metric in assessing uh, like most of the companies this is based on the coding results so as we have discussed throughout this podcast so do you think the use of google or uh, chat gpt like as we come to a conclusion that the vision is the one thing that a person needs to has have more than the coding skills or anything because large language models don't have the consciousness to code or consciousness to have a vision or the final product or just the initial step of what to create so yeah. if a person he knows what he needs to achieve and he knows a uh, way to optimize the solution and everything be it google or be it llm uh using them is good or uh, do you think the assessment of the company is based on just what the person knows uh is better you know as i said right it's one of the metric which was definitely working for a lot of the big companies right otherwise they wouldn't invest that much of time on people uh, like asking these big big questions and giving them day and all to solve them right or maybe few hours but it's it's definitely one of the metric we can't just discard for the fact that oh don't do lead code and all but at the same time think exactly what kind of company do you want to work on think exactly what kind of uh, stream you wanted to work on let's say you wanted to work on uh, ui right you are more of a designer person right i don't really think uh, you have to spend huge time on lead code right i prefer yeah. you spend a lot of time on building more um, ui stuff as in maybe do some designing build your own product you don't have to launch it build your own product make a website out of for it um, make an android app uh, write code in a, a lesser size as that because size actually matters in front end uh, most of the times same with back end also but but generally in front end it makes more sense or think about what's lacking in the current framework then you can come up with your own framework or maybe maybe try to contribute to the current existing frameworks or anything of that sort right see just to put since larger audience would 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 take the lead code approach right so i wanted to give the credit that uh, it's definitely gonna help you see because learning or the knowledge is never gonna um, ditch you right it's always gonna be helpful but the major thing that even more helpful is when you do realizing when to use it yeah okay so 
the one factor of you realizing when to use what, right? Have equal amount of value to whatever you're doing daily, like lead code, here, hacker rank, uh, reading research papers, reading, watching blogs, any of that sorts, right? It would have the same impact of you realizing you coming to a census of, oh, I know what to use here, right? Okay. Why am I using it? Uh, how, how, why am I not using the other things? How is it helping me? How optimized is it? All these questions, right. will fall under only one question. You realizing what to use when, right. So to put it in simple terms, you realizing what to use when for you to come to that level of understanding, you would definitely need to sp spread yourself across multiple platforms, whether it's a lead code, hacker rank, reading these research papers, um, uh, reading the hacker news blogs, reading Reddit, reading discords, reading Twitter X, uh, for that matter, or anything of that thought, right? You making yourself more into liquid form and you go multiple places and you spend their time. Maybe the end that you would realize is nothing, but you would know how to use what or how to make a decision on what you might get a new problem statement, but with all this knowledge, you could figure out, oh, take uh, maybe um, a transformers architecture from LLM. Okay. Take a stable diffusion from something else and you build something else, right? For you to realize for you to problem solve a problem with this knowledge of what you know, right. Would have a higher value as I was saying, that's not something AIs can't can build in a, a near future. Right. So yeah, I, I, to put it in simple terms, I would say in that. Good thinking how to code. Is so thinking what to use at what level, right? Yeah. You do, you do code, right? Like, let's say you have spent like huge amount of time on, um, multiple different problem statements on tree. Okay. Let's say, okay. But I suddenly gave you a problem that's related to, I don't know, like solving a chess. Yeah. I gave you a puzzle and you just have to figure out a solution with chess, right? Do you treat it as like a completely new problem and you try to solve it or do you treat it as you convert your chess model into a tree model mm -hmm. in your in your own way right you you rather than uh, seeing it as a, a rectangle or a square for that matter you see it as a tree right you see it as each combination as something or i don't know you visualize it in your own way right and then you come up with a simpler solution right are you at that level again no one would be at 100% of that level that's for sure but are you at that level when you could at least think like that it's not like you would able to achieve the solution but can you at least think like that can you able to at least first try to map it to something you know of you might not not every problem can be mapped to something that you know of right that means you may have to extend your base knowledge yeah. right that's one direction yeah usually with experience few people get it with lot of reading few people get it with the right set of people you would get it yeah it, 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 it comes in different ways and sometimes you don't even look for all of it and you still get it yeah right um but yeah you realizing that factor of uh, uh, when to use what or, or or mapping it into something that you already know of to put it in another yeah. terms yeah that would have a higher value I would say. So do you have any conclusion statements like saying on this topic? See, at this moment, I think coding's value might go down. Okay. Um, 
ஒரேஸ் <laughs> at this moment right whatever you feel is impossible a might make you feel like oh that's still possible okay let me think how could i do it maybe i don't know teleportation might become possible right i don't know for sure but but will it open could be right because a would do rest of the work for you all you have to figure out the algorithm all you have to figure out the uh, physics behind it math behind it right maybe in that also a could help you with it right it will just tell you just tell him hey i'm thinking this theorem can you see if it's provable or not right or can you write to code to verify whether it's provable or not right yeah it will become i think to put it in simple terms or maybe a conclusion statement is like a person with an ai would open up a, a in unlimited possibilities okay and i feel they both go together one with another he'll get better a gets better he'll get better a gets better and together they'll just open up unknown and unlimited possibilities i think the one thing that uh, llms now are lacking is the consistency so uh, if we talk with an ai for uh, at least an hour on the same topic the answers that you're getting on the first try are way better than answers that are getting after one hour so it is giving way worse answers now uh no uh, things so i think that aspect no, of it's actually, yeah, it's actually a concept called temperature okay in in llm it's actually a concept called temperature because they don't want their chatbot to be deterministic hmm. they don't want you to feel like you're not talking with a real person see think like this uh if i'm how how are the earlier chatbots used to look like they used to answer the same answer any time you ask if you right? yeah That's you just true. tell them 4 into what is 4 into 3 they'll always say the answer is 12 the answer is 12 the answer is 12 but with llms they might make a sentence yeah they might try to explain you why 4 into 3 is 12 right so there is a concept called temperature temperature defines the randomness you want so mm-hmm. when you're running a, a, a llm you can actually define it do you want it deterministic or non deterministic or in the range right and as i was saying temperature there were other things like this and mm-hmm. all these things uh, again uh, what kind of probability distribution are they using when you ask it for a query uh, uh, what how many samples do you want again in what range of probability do you want do you want only in 50% uh 50% of the probability or the top 50% of the probability give me three samples right so it's always a sampling think like this you are taking a ball out of lot of balls right you might say hey i am doing the same action every time i'm just putting a hand and taking my hand out right but why am i seeing different ball every time or i'm rolling a dice 
I'm always rolling it in the same format, right? I'm always rolling it like this only. I'm always holding mm-hmm. two on the top and I'm just rolling it like this. But it 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 doesn't mean always going to fall uh, something X, right? That's where the randomness comes. That's where the probability comes. And you do realize, right? That's the reason you play dice game. Yeah. If it's always like very, you know, okay, I hold two and I drop, I always get a six. It's, there is no like, more beauty. Yeah. The determinism makes things like, I won't say lazy, but make things consistent and consistency is not many people would appreciate. We can't grow. Yeah, consistency. You can grow, but that growth will look very, very small sometimes, right? So you want want that kind of a randomness and hence they have implemented it in that way. So in conclusion to think about, we need to have some driving force and a vision to solve something and we need to figure out what path suits us better. Some might work for us, some might not work for us. And we can take advantage of any new technology that we have and uh, no technology can replace us. Yes. It's just the vision matters most. So I think yeah, that understand, be... understand the basics and just, just, just like strike the new technology again, as I was saying earlier, right? bring that new technology into whatever you already know. So you don't have to be worried. Sometimes I even think, I don't really go and understand what is neural network. I do, I read about it. But what I usually do is I'll just try to make it into something that I already know of, right? I just think it as a simple linear algebraic equation. W1 into X1 into, it's a some kind of bunch of formulas. And I'll just think, how does the loss gets calculated? And then, then I just think, how does the, values of w's the weights in the neural network gets adjusted using gradient descent but i just think it in my own way if i have to build it myself right or if i'm thinking if i'm uh, if i'm making each node in a neural network as a person right you 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 might ask a question to 10 people and 10 people might give you different answers then what you do you give weights to different people mm-hmm. oh you're my friend i'll listen but he's also my friend. He's saying opposite to you. Now I have to choose. Okay, maybe I'll I'll be okay with 0.8% of yours and 0.2% of his. Then I'll pick another one. I don't like him. He's saying what you are saying. So maybe since I don't like him, I'll reduce yours also. I'll make you 0.5. Earlier you were 0.8, right? And then, then these concepts are no new. Then these concepts are not uh, something you really have to learn. Yeah. Right? That's why I said like go with the fundamentals, go with the first principles. And get yourself into this state of mind where you could understand anything with something you already know of. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if you couldn't, that means you have to learn more. Then you go back. Then you understand those new, then you expand your first principles. Then you expand your basics. Then you go back and map it into something you already know of. Right? That's it. I Yeah, that's a simple way to put it. Mm-hmm. I think that completes the first podcast. So I think... Uh... Tomorrow we'll be back with another one.